Everyone, welcome back to the show. Great to be here with you again today. If it's the first time you're listening to the show, welcome. And if you're a loyal listener, I appreciate you. I love you. And thanks for giving me your time today. Today, we're going to talk about burnout, uh, burnout, particularly in nine to five jobs. This is a very important topic. This is something that is becoming more and more of an issue, especially since COVID. Almost half of nine to five workers have expressed some level of burnout in their nine to five job, which ultimately carries over to their family life. So today I want to give you some strategies on how we can overcome nine to five burnout, because it's just not a place that you need to be living in. You don't deserve that. First thing I'm going to do is uncover, we're going to talk about some of the myths associated with burnout, with this thing that we refer to as work-life balance. Like we're all trying to achieve it. Some people hate that term, but let's just call it what it is. You are trying to find a balance in your life between your work and your personal life, your family life, and the stuff that you love to do. So it is achievable. I have personally done it. I was burned out in my W-2 job. I'm no longer in my W-2, as most of you know, but I was burned out. All the things that we're going to talk about today, I've felt every single one of them. So let's uncover some of the myths first, because I want to really debunk some of these myths for you. And then I'll go into the strategies on how to avoid burnout, how to overcome it so that you can achieve balance. And I just want to let you know, disclaimer, that this isn't going to happen overnight. But if you stay consistent with these strategies, you are definitely going to start feeling better and having more of the balance that you're looking for and not feel like you're overwhelmed or burned out in your job. Okay, so the first myth is the feeling that you have to sacrifice your time and your family life to be able to get ahead. And this is just not the case. With the right strategies and the right mindset, you can definitely excel in your career and without having to sacrifice being a present parent, okay? And I know a lot of you probably feel guilty about that. It's like you're working super hard for your children, for your family, and you're sacrificing time with them, precious time with them, because you're sacrificing at work, right? So that's the first myth. I'm going, to de- I'm going to give you some strategies here, but that's the first myth that I just want you to start to get over. The second one is having to work more hours. More hours equals more success. Well, I'll just grind it out. Instead of working 10 hours, I'll work 12 or 14 hours a day. I'll just grind it out. This is a recipe, in my opinion, for disaster. This is why people are burned out. They feel that they have to work more. Okay. And there's a reason why everyone talks about work smarter, not harder. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the episode. The third myth is the impossibility of change. You feeling that we're set, you're set in your ways. You can't change, right? This is who I am. This is who Brian is. This is who Bill is. This is who Jane is. Like I'm set in my ways. I can't change. And that's just nonsense. Every human being has the ability to change. You have the ability to change the way you think, to change the way you act, to change the way you respond to stuff. And I'm going to give you some strategies on that. I used to believe that as well. Like, well, I'm, Brian is Brian. Uh, I'm not going to change. I am who I am. Nonsense. We are going to debunk that myth today. And I'm going to give you some great strategies. The fourth myth 
is feeling like you have to do this all by yourself, right? That this is just you, just a mistake. I let my ego run my life for so long. I can't remember how long I was doing it for. I just refused to seek support. I refused to seek help. I didn't think I needed it. And it largely was in part because I saw my father do it. I saw my father behave the same way. You know, just being that like tough, mentally tough outwardly. I know he was dying inside, but outwardly tough guy and just didn't show any emotion and everything was cool and he had it all worked out. Meanwhile, the complete opposite was true. You do not have to go out this alone. I'm going to talk to you about support, whether it's from your family or whether it's from your friend or from a coach or for a mentor. This is not a sign of weakness. This is a sign of strength. People who look to forge relationships and support systems are powerful, period. People who try to do it alone, they're just egomaniacs. And I'm sorry if that hits you the wrong way, but that's the way I feel. That's who I was. Myth number five is that you have to do, you have to have instant results, right? You hear me talk all the time about delayed gratification, about if you're willing to commit to something and do something consistently over a long period of time, you are going to win. You are going to have change in your life. It's inevitable. The formula works. I've seen it time and time again. It's worked for me and it's worked for countless other people. Okay. You have to be patient. You have to be persistent and you have to be consistent. If you want to change your life, you have to be willing to sacrifice the immediate result. All right. So those are the myths and let's just debunk those. Let's just get those out of our brains. Those do not exist. That's not the reality of the situation. The reality is that simply if you prioritize your time, how you spend your time, you will be able to have a better balance in your work and your life. Most people are terrible at time management. They just don't know what they're doing because they don't take the time to audit how they're spending their time, okay? Which is every client that I work with, the first call, the first session that we do is run me through your day. What do you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed? Give me a typical day for you and give me an honest go at it. And the folks who give me an honest go, I can immediately find time for them. And it's usually anywhere from one to two hours per day. They're not prioritizing their time. They're doing stuff that doesn't matter. They are not putting stuff in their calendar. They're not taking control of their day. They're spending their entire day in reaction mode, waiting for stuff to happen, waiting for the ding to go off, okay? Waiting for someone to email them, waiting for your boss to call you. You're living in reaction mode. It is the wrong way to live, and that is why you are burned out. It's because you're living in this mode. You have to take control of your day, and how you do that is when you wake up every single day, you make sure that you're doing the tasks that are going to move the needle in your life, all right? And if you don't know what those are, then you need to, take, to do some self-discovery, and you need to figure out what are the things that I'm doing? What are the two or three things that I can do on a daily basis that's going to move the needle in my life, improve my health and fitness, improve my wealth, improve my relationships? Those are the three things that you need to be looking at and make sure that you're doing those things every single day. And everything else that's not as important, that doesn't move the needle, you either need to eliminate it from your life completely, you need to put a system in place, you need to, or you need to automate it, 
or you need to hire somebody to do it. You need to delegate it. And you don't have to have a business to do this. Okay. If you're somebody making six figures a year, making $50 an hour, and you're cutting your grass when you could pay somebody 25 to 30 bucks to do it, do it. Okay. Cause you just got an hour back in your life. You don't need to go to the grocery store when you can pay somebody $25 to do it. If you're making $50 an hour, look for those opportunities to take 10 to $15 tasks off of your plate. If I was still in my W-2 job, knowing what I know now, I would have hired an assistant. I would have hired an assistant to do all of my administrative work, like prospecting, like pulling lists and sending out emails. My email was such a time sucker. I would have had them responding to emails. I would have had them down uploading stuff into my CRM. I used Salesforce at the time. I just think of all the time I wasted doing stuff that didn't matter. I made multiple six figures a year and I was doing $15 an hour jobs. Just complete, complete waste of time. You got to start thinking that way so you can buy back some time so you can get this balance that we're talking about and avoid being burned out. Okay. The other thing you need to do is set boundaries. Okay. You need to set boundaries with everyone in your life. All right. Because again, we do not want people sucking our time and stealing our time. Just because somebody texted you, oh, look, I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm not talking about your children. Anybody else, this includes your parents too, right? Okay. And if you don't have the relationship with your parents, you need to set the boundary. You set boundaries. Every time the ding goes off, you do not need to respond. Just because somebody took the time to message you, to call you, to email you does not mean that you have to drop what you're doing and respond right away. Okay. Set those boundaries, set those expectations with people, and then they'll understand that, hey, I'm doing something right now. I'm focused on this task. I check my email during this time. I check my phone during this time. And it says it on my cell phone. If you call my cell phone, it tells you when I return phone calls. Okay. If you send me an email, it'll tell you when I return emails. If you text me, the people who text me, they know that I will respond. Sometimes it might take a couple of days to get back to them because I get a lot of text messages. This is setting boundaries effectively. And the people that you want in your life and understand that you're trying to move forward and achieve a goal, which is avoiding burnout and work-life balance, they will absolutely support you. If they don't, okay, and they're playing the victim role and whining and crying about it, that may be somebody you need to consider eliminating from your life, okay? Again, your immediate family is excluded from this. I do text my wife back immediately and my son. The third strategy, and I talked a little bit about this when uh, we were going to the time management piece, was you have to delegate tasks, get stuff off of your plate. Stop doing stuff that doesn't serve you or your family. And you all know what that is, but I want you to think about that. I gave you the mowing the lawn thing. I gave you going food shopping. Think about stuff that you're doing repeatedly on a weekly basis. Like if you're doing something multiple times per week, that's something that you need to look to either systematize or delegate it out to somebody to hire. All right. And you can do that as a family as well so that you can all have more time back in your calendar so you can spend more time together and do the stuff that matters to you. Okay, so that you're not feeling like you're constantly running, running, running all the time, running on empty. I felt that way for so long, running on empty. And I just, you just don't have to do it. And there's some just simple steps that you can implement in your life. You don't have to do all these at the same time. Okay, you can do these one at a time. 
because I don't want you to get overwhelmed. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about embracing self-care, embracing self-care. Okay. The cycle of burnout is we feel stressed out. We're running on empty. We're doing, doing, doing. We feel like we don't have enough time. We feel like we're just, you know, the weight of the world is on our shoulders. We're just sinking deeper and deeper into it. We feel like we can't ever get out of it. And then what ultimately happens is our health and fitness suffers. We don't take care of ourselves. And this needs to really be at the top of the list. Self-care is not selfish. It is not selfish. It is absolutely essential that you need to set aside time in your calendar every single day for you and you only and nobody else. Okay. Now, for some of you that may feel like it's impossible, it's a daunting task. I'm too busy. I got too many kids. There's too much going on. You can find a way to do it. Even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's five minutes, just start small, do something. A five minute meditation every single day will change your life. A five minute journaling practice, a five minute gratitude practice. Even if you just work out for five minutes, some type of movement, go on a walk at lunch, right? If you're feeling like you're burned out and you're at work and like, I don't have time to work out and you actually have to go to an office, start taking meetings while you're walking. Take Zoom meetings on a 15 minute walk or a 30 minute walk. Like just find a way to do it. Prioritize it. A great mentor of mine once told me, and I say this all the time, I never forget it. Prioritize your life or someone else will prioritize it for you. Nothing has been more true than that statement. Prioritize your life or someone else will prioritize it for you. Do you want to be the one running your life? Or do you want everybody else running your life? Okay? If you're not feeling good, I know you want to feel better. And that's all on you. It's all on you. You're not prioritizing yourself. How can you expect? to be a present parent, to be a present spouse, to be a present partner, to be the best employee possible if that's what you want, or be a business owner. How can you possibly expect to get that result if you are not at your personal best? You need to put yourself first, guys. I'm telling you this. A lot of you will disagree with me, but you need to put the relationship with yourself ahead of everyone else because you will not be able to serve your family the way that you want to. I'm telling you, you have to do this. It is not selfish. Prioritize your life or someone else will prioritize it for you. When it comes to family time, when it comes to quality family time, this is as simple as dedicating time in your calendar. I would encourage you to have a meeting with your family. If you have multiple children or even if you have one kid like I do, get everybody in on the act, right? Hey, when we eat dinner, we're going to eat dinner. We're not going to look at our phones. We're not going to put the TV on. We're going to have a 30-minute meal, and we're going to connect and talk to each other. Because I know, inevitably, most of you are not doing that. We're all on our cell phones. This is the world that we live in. We're on our phones. We have some type of screen is on. We started doing that. I can't tell you how impactful that was at our house, where we would actually speak to each other, okay? And even though it's a short amount of time, it's super meaningful. So schedule those in. You can just simply do that. It, make sure that you're eating together, number one. 
but look for other opportunities to schedule events, right? And have it look and have everyone get in on it. Look forward to if you have a family of four, rotate it every week. Somebody picks the event, right? Set some limitations and boundaries on that. Obviously, we're not, we don't want to go bankrupt. And some of these kids want to go to some of these crazy, you know, whatever, but you get the point. Rotate it, get everyone involved, make it fun. There's so many things you can do. And again, it needs to be in a calendar. And technology is so advanced now. If you have older kids, like everybody's, it's on everybody's calendars. Like, hey, we know it's family night, right? And we're going to go do this thing. We're going to do an outdoor adventure or whatever it is. Whatever gets you guys together and gets it gets that quality going and the relationships will start to, to blossom. One of the things that's really helped me and my son and my wife is my son plays travel baseball. And we're all in on that. We're all in on that. And I spend a lot of time with my son playing baseball. Like I'm in, I tell him, like, hey, dude, I'll take you up to the, I'll take you up to the baseball field anytime you want to go. Anytime you want to go. And sometimes he just asks me because I think he wants to play catch with his dad, which is really, really flipping awesome. Okay. And I want to do that too. But the bond is there. Like we're driving up there and we're talking. He's just t- telling me about his life. He's telling me about school. Like he's just, we're just talking, but we're spending that time and I'm blocking it out and nothing gets in the way of it. Okay. I prioritize it. Again, prioritize your life or someone else or prioritize it for you. I don't take phone calls. I'm not looking at my, I'm not texting people. I'm there fully present and we're doing our thing and we're building at a tremendous bond as a result of that. The final step is you really have to understand that you got to be open. You have to have an open heart. You have to have an open mind. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be open to learning. Okay. As your family grows, as your kids get bigger, as things adjust, your work-life balance is always going to need to adjust as well. So you got to make sure that you're staying flexible, you're regularly assessing how everything feels, and I want you to have that support group, right? I have a counselor. I've been seeing a counselor for over five years. Same guy. Changed my life. I, there's nothing wrong with me. But I go there and I talk about this type of stuff. It's been tremendous for me, okay? And it doesn't cost a ton of money to do it. But get around people that can help you, right? Talk about this stuff. Maybe you have a bunch of people at your nine-to-five job that are feeling the same way. Maybe you could just simply start a support group or just a, a group of how you guys can help each other, right? Consider getting a mentor, hiring a coach, regular check-ins. You have to ma- You have to maintain it. Maintenance is important because what usually happens, it's kind of like the New Year's resolution, which I just really wish people would stop making, is you start doing all these things, you see a little bit of results, and then you quit. You stop. You go, but all of a sudden, you're back in the burnout mode. So you have to make sure that the maintenance is on par, okay? So you have to, to s- sustain everything and anticipate and plan for the fact that what's working for you right now you may have to pivot. It may not work. There may be some changes, some pivots in your family dynamic. So I hope that serves you. Thank you for uh, tuning into the show every single week. If this serves you, please let me know. Subscribe to the show. Share it with a friend. I'm grateful that you give me your ear, uh, and I just hope that you have an excellent day.